When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Sporting Goss with Tim Gossage. Three past ten, 17.4 degrees. There is rain on the way later this afternoon, heading for a top of 21. House tomorrow, 15 and showers and lots of rain. Then 17 on Friday. Big show coming up, lots of giveaways. How did we go in Goss Lotto last night? Well, I'm still here. <laughs> that might answer your question. When I saw the ticket and then I saw the numbers, I went, Oh, they all ring familiar. Anyway, I put it through the machine. <laughs> no, nothing doing. Oh, we do have some giveaways. We've got double pass giveaway. We've got the Carlton of San Miguel lower carb beer thanks to Gage Rhodes. Mm, beer. Chris Clafunas is special K. I like to call him the producer to the star. <laughs> uh, very good. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm the king. Hey. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> Lots coming up on the show, mate. Lots Heaps coming, up. coming up. Yeah, well, can you get through it, please, and tell people what it is? Because this segment used to go for about 90 seconds. It's now yeah. gone for about eight or nine minutes. Higher demand uh, <laughs> from the people to yeah. have more crisps. Talk for as long as it takes me to eat this last piece of banana Hashtag bread. Hashtag more crisps is what I saw rolling around <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> Jeff White, Melbourne legend. Going to look forward to the chat with him. Uh, oh, shortly, I think. We'll, we'll do him, uh, I think, off the top at 20 past 10-ish, so listen out for that. Anyway? Yep, coming. Georgie Parker, <laughs> the former hockey roo, Olympian, AFLW star. She was no star. <laughs> Played three games, didn't she? Yeah, and I don't reckon she touched the footy. <laughs> well, she's got her spin on sport today, so looking forward to catching up with GP. Yeah. Hamish Brayshaw, his brother, is in the grand final, of yep. course, in Angus Brayshaw, so he's up and about. Looking forward to chatting with him off the top of the 11 o'clock hour. Kirsten Rudgley, Goss, WA golfer from Mount Lawley, and she is... And Joondalup. And Joondalup. And Wanneroo. And Wanneroo. Has she played at Fremantle yet? Great year. She's a superstar. Oh. Yeah. Very, very good. Um, she was over in the, in the UK and won the amateur in the British there. So And the don't Scottish. Give, don't give too much away, mate, because if you're going to give too much away, Spoil- we might as well not interview her. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers for an event she's already won. Uh, Simon Miller, trainer as well. So oh. we'll uh, try and find some winners with yes. the mayor of Subiaco, yeah, as Belmont, you like to call him. Northam and Belmont in the next uh, four days. So very, uh, keep very an eye cool. on that. How good, though, just before I go quickly, because I'm not sure I'll get another chance to come in. Probably not. The young boys beating Manchester United and Cristiano Ronaldo last night. Incredible. <laughs> the young boys. No, no, hang on, hang on. No, that, that's Hot Boys, which is his... Futsal, futsal but, uh, netball. What, what? <laughs> futsal, indoor soccer. Soccer. Yeah. So we're talking about 
Young boys. We'll go to. Uh, we'll hear from the young boys a little bit later in their highlights. Have we got highlights, have we? Yeah, because there was a red card. Aaron Wambasaka. Oh, that'll get him. Picking in. up a red card for Manchester United. Don't go anywhere on Sporting Goss. We're going to play your highlights of a guy getting a red card and in the game of soccer. And then onto the young boys scoring twice against United. Ronaldo scored, still on the score sheet, but the young boys. This team that nobody's heard of in Switzerland mm. got the job done in the Champions League overnight. Now, you know it's that, a huge upset. Okay, all right, move on. Wow. Now, 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 you know that um, Tim Gossage is no longer on Twitter. I, that's right. You know he's done. Yeah, gone. So he's deactivated. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> shook. I am shook. But... But but credit in your account. <laughs> no, he has not. Tim Gossage two point <laughs> No, he has not. But what there is, sporting goss. Sporting goss has that's its it. own Twitter. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, baby. Very exciting times. We so if you want to follow us on Twitter at sporting goss. Literally couldn't be easier. It's the name of the show. There's no underscores, no full stops, nothing like that. So there was no, there was no already taken. No, Sporting Goss surprisingly what? was free. So you can take Sporting Goss. Uh, well, you can't take Sporting Goss anymore because we've taken it. But you can go follow it. Yeah, get on, on the, the board. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, uh, thank you. You're welcome. No, no, thank you. Thank you. Off your way. Take your coffee. Okay, bye. Nathan Jones has announced his retirement. The Melbourne Demons veteran after 302 games and just had the Twins on the weekend. And not here for the grand final, but what a great servant and stalwart. Wouldn't be a great way to celebrate what has been a, an amazing 300-game career. Nathan Jones has announced that it is all over for him. This Saturday, I and Miles Fitzner, SEN Tracks Miles Fitzner, who's in the hood, launching finals week with the SEN Track community at the Sporting Globe in Belmont. Special guests throughout the day. Miles and I will be finding you plenty of winners. Uh, they'll be running the Punters Club. A lot of fun from 11.30 in the morning. Okay, so that's Sporting Globe in Belmont. For $100, you can join us with your food and drinks included for the day. To do so, that's right, that gets you a food and drinks for the day and also gets you an entry into the Punters Club. So you could actually walk home with more money than you actually waltzed in with. Secure your spot, and it is limited, so we'll get to, to it busy now. sen.com.au forward slash sen track. sen.com.au forward slash sen track. Absolutely. That is to join us. 11.30 with Miles Fitzner from sen track. At Absolutely. At Sporting Globe on Saturday in Belmont, uh, Sporting Globe. We also do have a double pass to give away for one of our Perth listeners right here to attend. Don't text if you can't show up. And if you show up, put it that way, Miles is the main man. He is the guru when it comes to Absolutely. track. But it's me that you'll want to see. I'm and the I'll king. There. Yeah, because I am the king. Okay. So I'll be there. How do you get this double pass? You text 0487. 736 736 SEN track 657 now. SEN track 657 to our text line 0487 736 736. We've got a double pass to give away to one lucky Perth listener. And you text the number SEN track 657 now 
and you go into the draw to be a part of our wonderful Sporting Globe get-together on Saturday. Miles Fitzner running the Punters Club. Plenty of guests coming through through the day. SEN tracks Miles Fitzner, the Sporting Globe, Belmont. $100, food, drink, and a Punters Club entry. Secure your spot, sen.com.au forward slash SEN track. But you could be there if you text 0487 736 736, a double pass. So that's valued at 200 bucks. Text the words SEN track 657 now to 0487 736 736. We are going to get a breakaway early. We're going to come back. And Jeff White, former Melbourne star, one-time number one draft pick, of course, for the Fremantle Dockers, will be joining us to talk about all things Melbourne and the Bulldogs. And he's going to share a story with us about when he made the AFL Grand Final in 2000. He went to dinner with a couple of housemates and someone bought him a bottle of red wine. Who was it? We'll find out next. This is Sporting Goss, 11 past 10. Well, the countdown continues, doesn't it, before the big game. And can you believe it? We're hosting the grand final here Saturday week. It is a nighttime start. Well, a twilight start, but a pretty much a nighttime start for the best part between Melbourne and the Bulldogs. And the build-up has continued. And, well, one man who I'm sure is incredibly excited, a man who knows WA. He doesn't know Optus Stadium that well, but he knows WA okay because he spent three years with the Fremantle Football Club before forging a wonderful career with the Melbourne Demons, which included being club champion, 236 games. Uh, he was an All-Australian, finished with 15 votes in a Brownlow, played in a grand final as well. His name is Jeff White, and he's been kind enough to join us on Sporting Goss. You must be, like so many of your, your former Demons teammates, incredibly excited. G'day, Tim. Yeah, very excited. It's, uh, you know, just a wonderful experience. I, I think, you know, the, the lead-up to the grand final we played in 2000 was great, but uh, the feeling I had with my three boys on Friday night was pretty, pretty special. So, can't wait, and uh, and really excited uh, to be honest, Tim. Really excited for uh, for Perth to stage, you know, our, our best sporting event in Australia. So uh, really, really pleased for all the residents in Perth. Yeah, no doubt. So you t- tell us a bit about the setup uh, with you, your boys, of course, mad passionate to Demons fans, and tell us a bit about how you watched it, uh, what the emotion was like during it, and could you believe, like everybody else, that third quarter, in particular by a bloke called. Max Gorn. <laughs> Big Max, he, he turned it on, didn't he, in that third quarter? It was unbelievable. Yeah, look, uh, it was... Yeah, I had the invites during the week, so I had to organise uh, other parents and, and let them know that they're coming over to watch footy and that they could only come over and if they wore uh, Melbourne jumpers. So that was all ticked off. And um, one of one of the friends, she she ended up cooking uh, lasagna for us, so we had dinner served, so it was great. It was a good, it was a good set-up, and... The boys just were cheering every mark, every goal, obviously, and uh, yeah, it was a, a special occasion and um, something uh, hopefully we can, uh, you know, uh, experience again in a, in a week and a half time. Yeah, well, I sat next to Gary Lyon at a, at a function last night, which was actually put on by the Fremantle Football Club for the visiting Melbourne media and a few of the locals, and he sort of felt, you know, when he watched sort of the Bulldogs get the job done and and a couple of other teams get the job done, he just thought to himself, maybe. We're not going to experience this as a Melbourne, former Melbourne star. Maybe we're a lot further away from it than we really thought. But to their credit, to Simon Goodwin's credit, 
They've got to the big dance. It's been a remarkable season, and they're the best team in the competition, Jeff. Uh, uh, did you ever think this day would come uh, in regards to, like, now, or did you think it was still going to be a way off? Oh, you, look, you don't know. You always go into a year very optimistic, and we are very close last year. We just missed out in the finals and percentage, but I didn't think we were playing... Our footy last year was, was good in patches. This year, it's just been so consistent. And you look at the look at the times we've lost. We've only lost by a small margin, and we've been in the game the whole time. So, look, I, I both sides, both Melbourne and Western Bulldogs, uh, you know, just so deserve to be in the in the in the grand final. I know that uh, the Bulldogs had a bit of a stumble at the end of the year, but you know, both those sides have been one and two for three quarters of the year on top of the ladder. So, very well deserved, and it's going to be enough. Unbelievable match. Uh, both both teams play a similar style of footy, and I, I said this last week that I think Geelong and um, Geelong and Port play a very similar style of footy, slingshot footy. Mm. Uh, but we uh, Melbourne and Western Bulldogs play a very similar style of footy, and I think that's what the results showed on the weekend. And uh, it, it, it looks to be and it's going to be a cracking final. No doubt. So let's go back in time. And, you, and some years ago now, we're talking to Jeff White, former Melbourne star, of course, a club champion and, of course, All-Australian. And your 100th game was in a grand final. Your 100th AFL game was in a grand final. <laughs> right. uh, uh, now, it wasn't, it wasn't the result that you wanted, and we get all that, and you got beaten by Essendon by 10 goals. Just talk, if you recall, that week leading up. Now, this is a very different week leading up. They're not in Melbourne. There's no parade. They're a little bit removed. Yep. We're in this COVID world. But I want to take you back those 21 years ago. What were you like preparing for the grand final back in 2000? Yeah, it was. Uh, well, we started on the Friday, uh, the prelim. We 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 were able to be successful over North Melbourne, and I, I think walking out back back in those days was an online sort of stuff. You book tickets, and I remember walking out, and there was a line from uh, the MCG all the way up across the road to Hilton for people lining up for grand final tickets. And they started wow. lining up at three quarter time, wow. so that was that was a massive experience walking out to that, but. Uh, one of my vivid ones, I, I was actually living with David Neese and Jeff Farmer uh, that year. So we went out for dinner uh, in Brighton just during the week and we had a bottle of wine ended up coming onto our table. And we said to the waitress, she said, hang on, we, do, we didn't organise that. And she turned around, she pointed over to a table and she said, that gentleman bought that wine for you. And we looked over and it was Sam Newman. So we, uh, we, we had a bit of a chuckle, a bit of a laugh. And, and then the whole the whole week experience of being at training, the crowd, it was, it was, it was an unbelievable experience and uh, one I'll never forget. And it's no doubt the, the result wasn't what we wanted, but, you know, I can still vividly remember all the experience and the, the emotion from the fans um, that happened that week. So certainly something that the boys are going to experience, uh, they will be experiencing now and they'll experience even more next week. And it's, it's fantastic to see uh, the amount of, uh, Melbourne supporters we have in Perth. I know when we when I first started in '98, we had like a little function room just there at Subiaco. <laughs> By the end of my career, we were we we're, were hiring at halls. So um, I'm really encouraging all the the, the D's baseball over there to get behind them. It's oh, going to be a special occasion. Yeah, no doubt. There's a, all their members tickets gone for both clubs and the general admits tickets. I think is ten thousand three hundred go on sale tomorrow, and it won't take very very long. Well, uh, Jeff, who do you stay in touch with? Are you on the WhatsApp group where you're all text each other like crazy, especially when you're winning over a few beers on a Friday or a Saturday night? <laughs> yeah, I saw uh, Gary uh, mention that last night. Yeah, 
uh, Rod Grinner created that on the weekend, actually. So I've just I've just literally looking through that just this morning uh, with all the messages and photos, and yeah, really really exciting. There was another WhatsApp that we had with Neil Danaher. That's where you would have seen the photo of him and his Melbourne gear and flags and scarves. Uh, and then Rod Grinter has created this past players one, so it's it's great. We've seen all the old photos. Um, there's messages on their support that's going to be sent to the players. So yeah, it's just it's just great to see that uh, the past players are all getting behind. I noticed that um, a lot of them last week were wearing their old jumpers, mm. as, along with what I was too, what I post on social media. So. <laughs> A uh, bit of a trend that would certainly be uh, there next week. Yeah, well, Shane Woden wore his number 22. He was sitting in a, a rival's commentary box last week. He wore the 22, and I thought, oh, I thought you went to Collingwood and weren't that happy with Melbourne at the time. But all of a sudden, <laughs> I think he's found the Melbourne jumper and he's buried the Collingwood one. Yeah, probably. Ha- yeah, well, yeah, I saw that, actually. And that's a, that was the flowing effect from uh, the group chats that we had. So it's really good. I, I was surprising that mine was actually was actually fitted, but there's mm-hmm. been a few boys that have been struggling to put it on. So. <laughs> oh, good on your tickets. You, you obviously keep yourself in good shape. Uh, interesting. <laughs> I, I was I was looking I was looking at um at just you know the Jeff White journey, and I was in town when you when you're here as a number one draft pick at Freo. You did those three years. I saw your first game was against Fitzroy, right? Your first is that right? Yep. Did I read that right? Your first AFL game was against Fitzroy. Yep. Your last game yeah, for Noble. yeah your last game for. Fremantle was against Melbourne, which you lost, and your first game for Melbourne was against Fremantle that you lost. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So um, I think the free the last free game we played, we played Melbourne at the MCG. We had to win that to make the finals, and we lost. Uh, and there was obviously a lot of talk that was going on that I was going back to Melbourne. So I had a lot of those players running into me uh, <laughs> at that time. And then um, and then I chose to yeah chose to go to Melbourne, and my first game was against. For uh, Subiaco Oval, I had four possessions, so it went quite well for me to start with, Tim. <laughs> I reckon the Do- I reckon the Dockers fans wouldn't have missed you. No, no. Well, actually, they didn't have much to boo. Normally, they, you boo the opposition player, right? So, yeah, yeah. Um, but th- thankfully, that was my playing against my old side was always a bit. I always looked at that the calendar, but. Thankfully, that was my worst game of the experience I had playing against Rio. Ah, well, you uh, forged a great career, 236 games, a club champion and All-Australian. You had a great year. I think you got the 15 votes in in that 2004 All-Australian year. Now, golf is a big part of your life. Do you play enough or you, where are you playing? Uh, yes, I live uh, and play at Royal Pines, uh, which I'm actually here just right now. Uh, Royal Pines on the Gold, Court, uh, on the Gold Coast. So, yeah, yep. uh, love my golf. I, play, I just try and get out, you know, Saturdays. We've got a regular group that goes out Saturdays. And one in particular is Aaron, Aaron Shattuck, who was a premiership player yeah. for, uh, Brisbane. for the Brisbane Lions. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we have a good crew that go out every Saturday morning and it's fun. It's great. And there's a great atmosphere here for my, for my boys and plenty of ovals. Actually, I'm just looking at uh, the Wallabies. The Wallabies are staying here. They're actually training right in front of me right now as we ah, speak. So, cool. um, it's a good, it's, it's, it's that occasion. Like we've had Manchester City over here. Uh, we've had a lot of uh, soccer uh, teams we've had the the um, uh, the state of origin, so it's a wonderful place for that sort of stuff. Very much so, and uh, let's hope the Gold Coast Suns can get with the program and start. Uh, they've got enough young talent; they've got to start winning eventually. Let's hope they can uh, build something special there. And we know that uh, Brisbane Lions, who, who probably had a disappointing campaign, almost the one that got away there. So, where will you be watching the game? Who will you be watching the game with on Saturday week? Oh well, it's. Uh, oh. Uh, they're all lining up now, Tim. Uh, I've got to, we're probably going to probably going to 
go at the the golf club here. Uh, they've they've the staff there have been uh, really 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 you know encouraging for Melbourne obviously, and they've uh, they've said to me that they they might put it they'll put it on and have uh, have the TVs going and stuff like that. So and I've got a number of my friends. Uh, I've got. My golfing buddies, none of them are Melbourne supporters, but they've been cheering for me, so they're all going to come <laughs> along as well. So that'd be great. Uh, good be great. on you, Whitey. Well done, mate. I know it's special for all the for the for the ex Melbourne players. It's a very special time. Um, Bulldogs, as Gary Lyon said at the dinner, the Bulldogs have had their turn. They had their turn five years ago. It's now time for the Mighty Demons to get the job done. I know you'll be cheering loud. Uh, a good friend of mine, Katie Price, who is the partner of Brad Green, she's. Certainly That's very right. excited, yep. and Greeny's pumped up, and everyone, Nita, and all the t- team are excited, and you're a big part of that. So, mate, enjoy. Enjoy the build-up. I hope it's a great result for you, and we appreciate your time speaking to us on Perth Radio here on SENWA Sporting Goss. No worries, Tim. Thanks, Bob. Good on you. There's Jeff White, superstar. When I remember when he first landed on the scene as the number one draft pick at Fremantle, and he did his best in those three years at Fremantle, but wow, what a career that he forged with the Demons. and. Now, living on the Gold Coast. This is Sporting Goss. 18.6 degrees. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for your time. Tomorrow, 21. Oh, sorry, today, 21. Tomorrow, 15. 15? And showers, 15 mil of rain. It's got rain. It is. It comes out of sky. It does. It does. Still no run down in my hot little hand, but anyway, we'll be right. Uh Miles Fitzner, SEN Track's Miles Fitzner's coming to town to launch finals week. SEN Track community, this is your chance to get to the Sporting Globe. If you haven't been, I am told, it is unbelievable. It's at the Sporting Globe in Belmont. That is Miles just chiming in. Hello, Miles. How are you? Absolutely. There will be that sort of comes up. That's the only thing he says. There's special guests throughout the day, but Don't Miles and I. Dare. We'll be finding plenty of winners, including running the Punters Club. A lot of fun from 11.30 Saturday. Come up and say hello. Tell us you, you listen to SEN Track or SEN Sporting Goss or Gillian Goss or Drive with Peter V. $100 and you can join us. That's right. $100 for all your food and drinks through the day. And you also get into the Punters Club. To secure your spot, sen.com.au forward slash SEN Track. Lock yourself in and let me tell you, lock your ticket away because it will be jammed Packed to the rafters. Packed to the rafters. But if you want to go in the draw, I've got a double to give away before the show's over. All you have to do is text 0487 736 736 now. So that's our text number. 0487 736 736. And you text the words SEN track 657. Text if you can come. SEN track 657. Who you are and where you're listening. Kim of Bell Divers, thanks, mate. Mick of Ball Creek, Tim of Wembley, they've all texted. 0487 736 736. And if you want, don't win the double pass today. Come anyway. Book your ticket. It'll be pumping. Sporting Globe, Saturday from 11.30. Miles Fitzner and yours truly. In the house, talking all things racing and sport. We'll have guests, we'll have food, we'll have drink. You'll be punting like crazy people. Always gamble responsibly. It's 10.30, Sporting Goss. Yeah, 100%. Get the SEN app down. I went to the local news agency this morning. The bloke who runs it, Grumpy Rod, said that his son Chris listens to SEN Stadium Call every time he comes to the stadium. So good on you, Chris. He's a mad, keen man who listens to SEN 
all day, every day. So Mick, Kim and Tim are all in the draw for the Sporting Globe double pass. You could be too. SEN Track 657 if you want to get a double pass that gets you the food, the drink, the punters club Saturday from 11.30. Miles Fitzner and yours truly will be running that. Still to come, Georgie Parker will join us. Also, Simon Miller, always gamble responsibly. Kirsten Rudgley, a young WA golfer doing great things as an amateur overseas. She's just back in WA, taking a well-earned break. And Hamish Brayshaw ahead of tonight's West Coast Eagles, John Worsfold medal. So, so much to get through. Don't forget, you can always get in touch. But that text number, 0487 736 736. Australian music royalty Paul Kelly has penned and performed a song about Eddie Betts. This is why he wrote it. I wrote the song and I didn't know what to do with it. I just sat with it for a while. And then um, we were going to record last year, but we, we didn't because uh, of lockdown. Uh, Eddie came on 360 again, like in very recently, a few weeks yeah. ago. And it was just like, oh, here we go again. So it's, nothing's changed. Or, in fact, it even got worse, you know, with, with the recent uh, goings on in Adelaide. Then I thought... Uh, maybe I'll just contact Eddie about this song, send it to him, see what he thinks and and see what he thinks about releasing it. I'm very conscious of, uh, I don't want to tell other people's stories. Uh, when it's, yeah, when you're telling true stories about people, you, you, uh, I just thought I should check check with Eddie, see what he thinks about it um, and whether, you know, he'll, he would mind if we release it at some stage. And, you know, I tracked down his phone number. And as you'd expect, he, I got a beautiful, gracious, generous response. And he said he really liked the song and he, he was honoured. And he, and he said, oh, I want to play it in the car with my kids when I go and play my last game. I thought, well, that's, you know, that's a, that's a big compliment from Eddie. So we've just been in touch about the song coming out and I wanted it to come out with his blessing. Uh, he's given it. So off we go. Paul Kelly and a song that he has written and now recorded. It's called Every Step of the Way. SEN track 657. Brad from Bunbury's in the draw for our wonderful double pass to the Sporting Globe at Belmont on Sunday for a huge day as we launch the finals. Thanks to Miles Fitzner and the SEN track team. So come along Absolutely. and if you want to book a ticket, you can go on to the sen.com.au forward slash SEN track or put yourself in the running for the double pass right here by just texting SEN track 657 to the number 0487736736. We'll give away that double pass before the end of the show. Georgie Parker is next and we go to the break on Sporting Goss at 25 away from 11 at 19 degrees with every step of the way. Here's Paul Kelly, a song he penned about Eddie Betts. Thousand smile when I go through my paces They fall at my dancing feet They like to slap my back in high places Wanna shake my hand on the street? Oh, I love my beautiful children. They clamber and climb all over me. I close my eyes and I'm dreaming of a world where they can. 
Wow, everyone's putting themselves in the running for the SEN track double pass. Don't forget, it is on Saturday at the Sporting Globe in Belmont. Huge supporters of SEN. Steve of Eaton and Paul of Margaret River, they're prepared to make the trek up. SEN track 657. Double pass to give away to our Perth listeners to attend. SEN track 657 to go into the draw. If you don't win... Of course, you can always book your tickets online, sen.com.au forward slash sentrack. It's $100. And let me tell you, that gets all your food and drink for the day from 11.30 and also gets yourself into the punters club as well. You'll absolutely love it. So many screens, so much to see and do. And Miles Fitzner will run it. He's from SEN Track. He's from the main team, but Sporting Globe in Belmont. So text away, 0487 736 736. SEN Track 657 are the words you must text. Time to talk to Georgie Parker. <laughs> Hello, Georgie. Have you read my latest tweet? Yes. Have you read my latest tweet? And Georgie, Georgie, so yes. I'm going to read it. Georgie Parker yes. has tweeted... And I, the only reason I know that you've tweeted is because we've now got Sporting Goss Twitter handle. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to see it because I'm, I've uh, self-excluded. Uh, imagine falling in love with someone and then finding out they press the button on the pedestrian crossing, walk before the light has gone red, so in turn make cars wait for no one. Thank you, Georgie. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I was, driving breaker, past, I was driving past Perth Modern School and the old Princess Margaret the other day. There was not another person in sight and not another car in sight, apart from one lady and me. And she pressed the button and she walked straight across. And And you got away. Yep. And let me tell you, she was off and gone and I wound down the window, Georgie. And I said, uh, (laughs) probably a waste of my time, but she didn't hear me because she had her phone on and she had headphones in and she wasn't even listening or looking. It's honestly, it's so annoying. Just if you press it, you have to wait. Even if you can cross, you have to wait. And it might be annoying for you, but the cars have to have a reason to stop. It's just so annoying. And then it's worse if someone else presses it and then they cross and you're like, oh, well, I better wait now because otherwise I don't want to look like I'm the person that's pressed it. It's all very annoying. It's an absolute deal breaker. If anyone does that in front of me, I don't need to know them. Do you no, not need to know them? I 100% agree. Yes, it's 17 <laughs> away from 11. Georgie Parker's coming off the ropes and off the canvas. And the other one is when you go and stand next to someone at a lift and you walk in and they're all standing there and they're chatting and chatting and you, you arrive to get in that same yep. lift and they haven't pushed the button. <laughs> and you see it go past. Yep, yep. There's Less a lot chat, of little things. More button and- pushing. Get 100% or less button pushing, depending on what situation you're in, but it's all about time efficiency. Um, well, Scott, well, I've got you. Um, <laughs> and did you hear his little, did you hear Tony Armstrong's little clip I of did. the I did. It's gone viral, hasn't have a listen to it. If you haven't heard it, have a listen to it. Payne has a bulging dick that has been, disc that has been, that's a funny one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes. It reminded me of a, another superstar broadcaster, Tim Gossage, that's you, of a, of a slip of the tongue that you had at a netball game earlier this year. Get a comfy spot, get the porn. <laughs> oh, you think that's Which funny, do you? You think yeah. that's funny, do you? It's great content. Uh, great let content. Me, yeah, let me tell you, uh, I got, well, it, that was my very first netball game uh, for the Nine <laughs> Network, and um 
at one stage I thought I wasn't even going to get to the court side to put the headphones on because they said, what did you say? And I thought, what did I say? <laughs> and I didn't know what I'd said. And then Sue Gordy and my co-commentator said, you said porn. <laughs> no, popcorn. She goes, no, you said porn. <laughs> at a netball game, get probably. Spot, get the porn. Zero four eight seven seven three six seven three six. So the number is Georgie reckons. What is the biggest folks pate there? The faux pas is it this one from Tony Armstrong? Payne has a bulging dick that has been disc that has been. That's a funny <laughs> ah, one. Ah, or is it this one from yours truly? Get a comfy spot. Get the porn. Zero four eight seven seven three six seven three six. Very funny. Yes, and if there are kids in the car, we do apologise. Uh, Georgie, uh, give us a heads up. We had a dinner last night um, with the mm-hmm. visiting Melbourne media and the AFL uh, put on by the Fremantle Football Club at Steve's in the cellar at Steve's Hotel. It was a lovely dinner and it was a an off-the-record, on-the-record, Simon Garlic, Justin Longmuir, the media department was there, also um, Peter Bell. Um, Travis Old was there, Jay Allen from the AFL, Damien Barrett from the AFL. Um, so we, we, we shot the breeze about a, a few topics. Um, and one of the topics that was mentioned, I'm not going to say who said what and why, but a, a topic was asked of some people, the AFL grand final, is there any chance that it might go on a bit of a rotation? Now, Georgie, do you oh. think, living in Melbourne, that will happen in your lifetime? Oh. I don't think so. I think it should. It's two different things. And, and you hear Pav talking about it very well. He completely understands contractual agreements. He understands size of stadiums um, and, I guess, the tradition of the MCG. But just because something is the way it is doesn't mean it should be the way it is, I think, as well. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a national game. Um, the stadium size one, I don't cop that as, a, as an argument because you look at the Super Bowl and they, they play, it's the biggest sporting event in America and they play in smaller stadiums than the MCG, obviously, mm-hmm. um, and they rotate around. It'd be great and the, the idea that Pav threw around of every couple of years to go somewhere else to grow the game and you can see this hype and how much it means to Perth people in terms of how quickly these seats are getting snapped up in the preliminary finals, in the Dreamtime round, mm. in the grand final round, just how much it means because it is a huge sport. I'm from Adelaide. I spent 10 years in Perth, and now I'm here in Melbourne and I certainly understand that it's, um, it's you know, huge here as well. But wouldn't it be nice to be able to share that and create a new tradition now that it is a national game rather than the VFL? It would be brilliant to see. I don't think it will because the MCC has a lot of power and a lot of money and, you know, of course that contract is until, what, 2052 now. Um, so I don't think it will happen, but it doesn't mean that I wouldn't like it to happen. Yeah, and uh, that seems to be the general uh, response. Now, interesting that um, you know, that they can get 100000 at the MCG, so therefore more money, and I get all that. This won't go down too well with a lot of people. I honestly believe that if ticket prices were double for this grand final, you would still sell as many tickets. Oh, yeah, 100% you would. 100% you would, but I guess... In that sense, it wouldn't be fair to double the price of a smaller stadium just to make that revenue of the... It wouldn't be fair for those um, people residing there. Um, and I think you would 100% sell it out. People want to buy these tickets. People are spending $2,000, $3,000. I mean, yeah. I'm someone who spent $1,500 on my ticket to go watch the Crows get absolutely smashed in 2017. People pay to want to see their teams play because 
you don't get to see them in a grand final very often or you don't get to go mm. to a grand final very often as well when you're living in somewhere like Perth because you've got mm. a whole lot of additional costs to go on to it too. So yeah. I no doubt that it would have been sold, but is that fair? Probably not. But life isn't fair really, is it, Goss? No, life is not fair, Georgie, and it's not fair for a couple of blokes. Well, it is fair. It's been fair for a couple of skippers, and there's a lot of conjecture about maybe we're going to see a handover of a few captaincies. Last night, AFL 360, of course. Well, it was announced yesterday that Trent Cotchin was going to be uh, stepping down as captain after three flags and 11 years in the job. Mm. This was Jack Revolt on AFL 360 last night. There's a long time as captain, um, and... and can be credited with the shift of the whole football club along with the, the coach, Damien Hardwick. Um, uh, arguably, maybe the greatest captain of, of Richmond of all time, probably just behind Captain Blood, uh, Jack Dyer, um, and just did everything right. And we, we, we don't lose him as a player. He's going to play on next year, obviously, which is super exciting. But, I mean, the door opens for someone else to come in and, and fill what is really big shoes. But... Um, the timing, I think, is great for the fact that there's a few of the older crew who are going to be around for maybe one, two, three more years that can help the next person through, so it's not going to be sort of thrown to the wolves a little bit. Um, and, I mean, we, we've got a litany of blokes that could come in and, and pick up that role and um, just excited to see who the, who the boys think the next captain's going to be. So did Trent share that with you all, or how how's that played out behind the scenes at Tigerland? Um, I, I think he let the main group know today, but a few of the... But the more senior players um, have known for, for maybe a week or so that that, that was going to be the case. And, um, yeah, it was... Uh, it's a, yeah, a, a sad moment, but also a, a big moment in terms of the, the step forward and the next step forward for, for our club. So uh, whilst, whilst he'll lose the captain sort of logo next to his name... Um, he'll still lead from from the front, and, and it may free him up to become a bit of a different leader in different areas of the, of the football club, which we're excited about. So no surprise there with Trent Cotchin, Georgie, and it has opened the way, hasn't it, for a bit more conversation about some of the other skippers? Yeah, definitely, and I think it, there is a time when he probably could still be that caption, captain, but when you're getting older, you've got to adapt your game and the way you play. So you actually do have to start thinking about a lot of other things on the game because you can't play so instinctively the older you get because your body doesn't allow you to. You know, you think of certain players who are so dynamic when we get the ball and go through. Look at a Paddy Dangerfield, for example. He's going to have to start adapting how he plays as he gets older because you just don't have that power anymore. So you can't play instinctively. Um, so when you take a little bit of that pressure off in terms of that captain's name um, and as Jack said you can still be a leader without having that title of course and players will still go to him and the next captain I guarantee will use him as a mentor to to guide him through and he said it perfectly he's going to have some years under Trent Conch and still around the club in terms of him then the next captain be able to grow as a leader but there comes a time where you just need to take that pressure and be a little bit selfish as a player um, especially as an aging player where you can start to adapt and, and be the player that you need to be at that time. So um, it's probably exciting prospect for Richmond, bit of a change of guard. They're not that dominant force as they were. And, you know, Geelong's another team that's going to be in a similar boat, I think, with a lot of ageing players. And you think ageing, they're in their early 30s. But in terms of football, it is starting to get on. So a lot of clubs will, you know, start to change um, their list and, and change their leadership group, I think, accordingly. Yep, this was Lee Matthews on uh, Sports Day about Joel Selwood. He's embarking on a tough, tough time because the ageing process will, as it inevitably will, is kicking in. 
And and I think one of the challenges, I mean, I guess I empathise with it because we've all gone through it. I empathise because I'd like to think I had a competitive spirit a bit like Joel's, that controlling the frustration of your declining impact is the greatest challenge. Because I keep talking about this physical, mental, emotional, that when when you know your body's not able to do what it used to be able to do, then your mind goes a little bit too because you lose faith in yourself. So some concern about the actions of Joel Selwood, but what a warrior has been with the catch. Georgie, what's uh, on the rest of your day? We're coming up to news. What's uh, else taking place in the Georgie Parker day? Well, how do you go in uh, in lockdown over there? Oh, mate, you work and then you walk and then you work a bit more and then you walk again. It's Groundhog Day. I feel like Bill Murray, but um, that's fine. It's all good. Got to, might, might have a look at some of the, the Brownlow sort of wrap-ups and, well, not wrap-ups, yes. I guess, previews and look forward yes. to that on Sunday night. Absolutely. Looking forward to that and seeing who wins that. I think the winner might be here in WA, either with the Bulldogs yeah, and so or Melbourne. Hey, Georgie, good chat. Really like it. We'll leave you with the crosswalk sound effect just to put you in a bad mood. Georgie Parker oh. joining us on a Wednesday. A <laughs> couple of minutes away from the news. And don't forget, thanks to Georgie Parker for joining us. McCafe's new blend. It's coffee fit for an Aussie. And... <laughs> don't press the button and w- wait for it to go. Don't just press and go and then you're gone by the time that goes red. It's nothing worse when you're in the car. But anyway, hey, uh, tomorrow on the show, we're going to chat to Scotty Jones from uh, Bunbury Kia. Great people, amazing cars, great supporters of SEN, SEN Spirit, and also very, very important members of the community down in the Southwest. Southwest Football League Grand Final on Sunday, all three grades, the Colts, the Resies, and the League. Good luck to the league teams. I think it's Augusta, Margaret River taking on Bustleton. So going to be an absolute huge day on Sunday. And Kia, great supporters. Uh, Double pass to the Sporting Globe event, SEN Track, our wonderful event on Saturday from 11.30 at the Sporting Globe. The SEN Track community, Miles Fitzner, is launching our finals week right there. If you want to get a ticket, secure your spot, sen.com.au forward slash SEN Track. And those who are in for the double pass that we're giving away today, Mick of Bull Creek, Kim of Bell Divers, Tim of Wembley, Brad Bunbury, Paul Marg, Steve of Eaton, Mully from Milbridge, and Charlie listening on the app uh, in Hocking. SEN Track 657. That's all you have to do is text that number 0487 736 736. SEN Track 657. You go in the draw and you could win that double pass to the Sporting Globe in Belmont Saturday, 11.30. All your drink, all your food, and the Punters Club as well. Going to be huge. Plenty more coming up after the news. Welcome back to Sporting Goss, and of course, no AFL football this weekend, but we do have two finals in the WAFL. One man who's not a part of it, but has been a part of our show, talking all things Waffle and other footy as well, is Hamish Brayshaw, the captain of the West Coast Eagles Waffle team. How did you go watching the uh, AFL finals on the weekend? Yeah, it was excellent. I was uh, I was actually up in Port Hedland for a work trip, uh, so we had some remote stuff up there, but I was uh, I was given leave on the Friday afternoon to go to the Esplanade Hotel and the Nard. Uh, yeah the Nard you went to the Nard <laughs> yeah. it would yeah. have been cranking well it wasn't cranking that night the next night for the other game it was there was a hens party and a bridal <laughs> uh, and a wedding after party at the at the spot so I was I was sort of sitting by myself having a couple of pints watching him and uh, oh mighty impressive weekend of football oh. for the demons um, now fair to say uh, when the brother makes the uh, big GF yep. 
You just put the hand out and say any chance for me and the uh, and the fans. Well, I think yeah, the, it was a mad scramble for a couple of days to get some tickets, but we're all locked down. We're all sorted. We've uh, we're we're good to go. I think. Where, they where do you a, think you're sitting? Don't know what my I haven't got my actual ticket number yet. I think so. Angus has got a lot of friends that play AFL that obviously can't get over, um, and the AFLPA get a certain amount of tickets. So he's had a few of his mates say, "Hey, mate, here's these two if you need them for family and, and the like." So he's one of few Luke Jackson, Trent Rivers that have got. Family in WA, so the boys are helping them out to try and get as much of their family to the game as they can. So, how excited are you for your bro? Oh yeah, I'm stoked. I mean, I remember what it was like in 2018 when we were there, and I mean, I'd been with the boys all year and had pretty much got to think of them as brothers, but was watching. And now to actually have a, a brother in the team and at the ground, and I, you know, am able to go to this one. I'm just, uh, it's going to be unbelievable. So exciting. Yeah, he was very good guest. He was our guest on uh, Gillian yep. Goss. He yeah. was fantastic. Yeah, he spoke to me about that. <laughs> Ran me through it, yeah. Well, we sort of threw you under the bus with the information. It was pretty obvious where no, the information yeah, came enough. from. Uh, but, gee, he plays a different style now. It's a very different game. But, gee, he did a good job. He played that He plays that defensive winger, stretch yeah. the opposition in attack wing. It's a really new role, and he doesn't have to be the ball inside, which is fantastic. Yeah, well, I mean, he had the year in 2018, he, he dominated on ball and, and it was needed in that role on the team. And, and they've sort of shifted their game style a little bit. So Petrarca and Oliver inside and... Gorn sort of works it to them. And Angus is playing that, yeah, defensive wing role. But he's – so, you know, he'll have games where he has, you know, eight or nine touches but stops the ball from coming in the corridor yeah. 20 times and Melbourne win by 60 points. And you look at the stat sheet and think, oh, why isn't he doing as well as he was back then? But he's – you watch the game and, and he's so – and him and Ed Langdon are so influential to their ball Correct. movement and, and they're setting up in defense. I mean, you can't – that can't be understated the role they play for the for the team. I'm biased, obviously, because he's my brother. But no, but no. He's play, yeah, he, yeah. he really does help them on offense and really um, stops that corridor movement and defense and, and sets up Stephen May and Jake Lever to have such good years. Should not should not be underestimated. And I watched him with great interest on the weekend. Uh, and Gilly was messing. Goes, how good was our man mm. Angus Brayshaw? Yeah. You know, because he's now a uh, as we say, friend of the show. Yeah, because he was on the show. <laughs> uh, um, can they win? Nice, not say. Can they win it? Will they win it? We saw what the dogs did the, yeah. the next night. Um, I don't know who played worse, Geelong or Port Adelaide. I think Port Adelaide played worse. Well, I was I was actually thinking about it before. I, I didn't. I, as soon as the Melbourne game was over, I thought, hey, who? I don't care Correct. who wins tomorrow. Correct. It's game same, over. Same, You're same. done. And then the Bulldogs played the way they did. I think uh, Geelong had some unforced errors. Port Adelaide had some really unforced errors. But I think. I mean, I've played footy, and it's just the way that you put that much pressure on the ball. When the pressure's not there, you still think it's there. It's perceived pressure. There was as as good a scene, as good a pressure game as I've seen from both teams on the weekend, and that really forced the other two teams to not play to their strengths and not play well. Um, I still think Melbourne will will win it. I well, just they've think been the best team all year. They have been, and to be fair, the Dogs, with the exception of the last three home and away rounds, have been the second best team all year. Correct. I think so. It's probably fair that they're there. I just think Melbourne is set up so well all across the ground, have no areas of weakness. The dogs don't either, but I just think the demons are so set up. Every facet of the ground is is ticked off with Australians and high-caliber players that are ready to go. Probably a good thing for Melbourne was the Bulldogs were good. Yeah. Because if it was a bad game, or even if Port Adelaide had got yeah. there, I reckon you, you, know, you, you don't assume this is what their psyche would be, but they would go... Well, we are one step away from yeah. winning this thing. Now they've said, yeah. right, we've got to stay yeah. in the moment. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. I mean, if, if they win by – if they dominate Geelong the way they did and, and Bulldogs win by a goal after the siren in a really tight contest, you think, well, you know, we've almost got one hand on the cup. Correct. Now it's, you, you see that and you think, geez, if we turn up not in the right mindset, we're going to get pumped. So – I think it's going to be – I'm hoping it's going to be a really good contest. I'm stoked to – I can't wait to see 61,000 packed out at Optus. Oh. It's going to be 
phenomenal. It is. Now, last one before we get into these waffle finals and looking yep. forward to these games, Subi and South, Claremont, West Perth. Again, the four best teams in the comp this year. Yep. Um, tonight, the John Warsfold medal, uh, yep. of which uh, I'm uh, presenting, of course, yep. uh, looking forward to it, and you'll be there. Um, and they announced the uh, – well, John Warsfold – and John Warsfold will be there presenting it for the very first time, which is great. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, well, uh, I hope been... he can reach his arms high enough to reach Nick's neck, but uh, <laughs> I think that's obvious, almost a dead rubber, that one. It is. <laughs> uh, and what about the waffle – yeah, the, I think they'll do the Waffle Best and Fairest yeah. there. I so Keegan Brooksby's the only winner of it so far. Yeah, Keegan Brooksby's the only winner. Um, uh, look, I'm not sure. We don't do a vote count. So the way it worked last year is we just rocked up halfway through this, uh, the night. It was, all right, guys, Waffle Best and Fairest, Keegan Brooksby. Well done. Up he gets. Uh, so that'll be done tonight. I don't know the result, but have you written a speech? No, I haven't written a speech. <laughs> I, 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 I was, yeah, I, a few of the boys have been joking around about that. Yeah, I played every game. Yeah. I reckon Braden Ainsworth will be close. He played some really good games. Nathan Vardy played really good. I think the way it works is we get a – Everyone gets voted on every game, and it's a zero three two one. So sorry, zero one two three. So zero was didn't play your role, played your role, uh, above and above, above and beyond, and then exceptional. So I think a few of those boys will uh, have a couple of three voters. It'll be hard to beat. So we'll see how we go. All right. Subiaco and Saframanel. Saframanel get there on the back of poor old Jared Hardesty missing a set shot after the siren, oh, and yeah. he pushes it right. He had a blind until 16 tackles, yeah. and oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Didn't have left, much left in the tank. Subi, Saframanel, who wins? Subiaco. I've said this, I think. You have. Yeah, I, I led the start that of this year. Him. Yeah, we had uh, the captain's day or captain's photo shoot at Optus the very beginning of the year, and the questions were, you know, who do you think will be there at the end of the year? And I said, look, South Fremantle obviously won it last year. I think they're going to be very, very well, uh, good again, but I cannot see Subiaco having the year they had last year. They're definitely going to bounce back, in my opinion, and they have, and I think they're going to be. They've been too strong all year, and I think with all their players they've got coming back, they're mm. basically at full fitness again. They're going to be very hard to beat. Yeah, we spoke to Greg Clark on the show yesterday, and he returned with a lazy 27 against Peel, and he's, yep. uh, he's yeah, kitchen is back as well, of course, and Lockie Henderson. So uh, you're tipping Subiaco. Now, Claremont West Perth. Now, this game is on Sunday at Revo Fitness Stadium. I still think Claremont can win the whole shooting match. I still think they're good enough to win the whole. Yeah, game. I think they are, and I think this is a really good game because it's two teams that just can score. They don't like a... each other either. No, There's been they... a bit of yep. narkiness between them. Yep. Keegan not gets under Claremont's skin. Yep. And if Kane Mitchell's playing, he gets under everybody's <laughs> skin. Aaron Black gets under people's skin. It's a, yeah. one of those under skin yeah. games. Well, uh, the thing about these teams is they can pile on a score very quickly. Their ball movement is such that it, it just facilitates quick scoring. And I think, you know, I, I, this could easily just be a shootout. So I think um, at, at home, Claremont, I, I'm going to tip West Perth. I think they're... Oh, yeah, I just I think the way they play, the way the West team, Perth. yeah, the way the teams both stack up against each other, I'm I'm going West Perth. Wow, West in Perth a, in a minor upset. I think. Well, yeah, it's pretty much an even money game. Revo Fitness Stadium, that's on Sunday, and the Saturday game. And if you can't get to Leadable Oval for Subiaco and South, you can hear it all on SEN Radio with Tyson Beatty and also Steve Malaxos. Um, not far away from the Sandover Medal, have we had this discussion about? No, who we the haven't. Sandover, who do you think will win the Sandover Medal? Well, Greg I'll... Clark says Aaron Black again. I was, yeah. I mean, I would have said Greg Clark, if not for the fact he hurt himself and missed the last couple of games. Yeah, so round 19, he does a ham, he doesn't play at all, and he doesn't, and he only that he hurts did get him. 27 you... against Peel in the last game, so he might just get a one or two. Yeah, tough, tough. You, it, you can't really miss. I mean, Aaron Black has played some phenomenal, he'll get three votes both games. Is it five? Yeah. Out of five, yeah. Well, he'll get 10 votes the two times he okay. played us. He had 41 and, and 42 or something against us. Jai Bolton will go really close again. Bailey Rogers? Bailey Rogers will go back really half close. the season yeah. was sensational. Um, oh, so, yeah, I think if it's up to me, it's probably out of, I would say, Greg Clark, Aaron Black, or Jai Bolton. Okay, looking Bolton, forward to that. If Bolton wins it, he puts himself into oh. a phenomenal calibre. Barry Cable, Polly Farmer, <laughs> Hayden Button Senior. 
Junior? Junior. Senior? Senior, I reckon, because he won the three Brownlows and the three Sandos. He did. Which he is did. an incredible it resume. It is incredible. So it is. He, uh, and he's just a complete ball magnet. And, yeah. um Anyway, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. That, when's that? That's on the 29th yeah, And the Hall of Fame is on the same night. Yeah. Um, and uh, the news has come through the Dennis, Dennis Committee. Yeah, saw that today. Yeah, well done, Dennis. Yeah, well done, too. About time. A big DC, yeah. So I'll, I'll be interviewing Dennis. Beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely. No, nah, but uh, I'll be at the Sandover night, but I th- yeah, it'll, be a, it'll be a good count. Uh, it'll be, be a wonderful count. Subi and South, you're going for Subi. Yep. Claremont, West Perth, you're going for West Perth. Yep. And we don't have to worry about the grand final in the AFL, but you'll be tipping Melbourne. Oh, certainly we'll be tipping be next Melbourne. Week. Yep. We'll do that next Absolutely. week. Absolutely. Thanks for dropping in. Right, good on you guys. Have a race short. Love his chats. Uh, love things, all things waffle with Hamish Brayshaw. I don't have a who am I for you either this no, week. No, that's all right. <laughs> we'll get one next week. We certainly will. This is Sporting Goss. Talking golf now on Sporting Goss on this Wednesday. Don't forget the cold weather and the showers are on their way. We're going to get showers developing this afternoon. 15 tomorrow, 17 on Friday. Thank heavens the grand final is not until next week. Kirsten Rudgley is our guest from the world of golf, and she's a fine young WA product. And haven't we produced some superstars in the recent times? And she's the latest to come out of WA. And she joins us online after a wonderful amateur season. Kirsten, appreciate your time and out of quarantine finally. Oh, that's it. It's, uh, it feels amazing to come out finally. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, the trip was more than worth it. So, um, yeah, no, it's been a good year for me, really. You won the Helen Holmes Scottish Amateur. You won the English Amateur. Uh, then you qualified as one of the lead amateurs in the British Open. Doesn't get much better than that. Yeah, no, like I just said, it was it was an awesome trip. Um, it was, yeah, it's getting to that final one in the Open was kind of just put the cherry on the cake, really, for me. Yeah, well, tell us a bit, um, about, tell us a bit about your British Open experience, just being there for one, uh, and then secondary, obviously, you want to play good golf. Uh, just tell us a bit about that, that journey. Oh, when I got rocked up there, I didn't. I felt like I was in the wrong place. To be honest, I thought I didn't. Uh, I didn't quite fit in because everyone's uh, at their highest uh, game at that time. And um, yeah, no, it just it did feel a bit strange. Um, even just walking onto the range, or oh, can I hit from there? Can I hit from here? It's like, but it, I did get used to it, um, which was good. I didn't have any nerves on the tee or anything like that, which was awesome. Um, but uh, just. I teed off at 6.40 in the morning, so there was no one there anyway, so it was perfect. <laughs> but, um, no, it was a really good week, and I definitely uh, a dream of mine. Um, so, uh, no, it was good. It was a good week. So when you would go back there, and that's obviously, you know, you want to play in all the majors, you want to play in all the, the best tournaments available, what would you do differently? I mean, you'll be more experienced and, and the like. What would you do differently than what you did at your appearance there this time as an amateur? Yeah, for sure. Um, I didn't get heaps of time to actually get out on the golf course anyway, like practice-wise, because um, obviously I qualified on the Monday. Couldn't get there till the Wednesday, I think it was. Uh, no, on the Tuesday, and I couldn't start practice on the Wednesday. So it was only only left me a day, really, to get out on the golf course and prepare for it properly. But it's one of those places you need to play it 10, 12 times before mm. you actually uh, go out and play the tournament. So, um, But just learning curve. Um, and I'm glad I'm not playing for money yet because I'd have been a bit more, a bit more annoyed. So there you go. <laughs> uh, well, okay. So I mean, every time there's an amateur, every time someone's starting to make their mark as an amateur, they go. So when are you going to turn pro? You know, it's all about the money. It's all yeah, about. Um, yeah, that's it. Where's your mindset in regards to that? And have you and your team 
set a goal as to how long uh, you stay in amateur ranks or are you just playing at one tournament, one shot at a time? Yeah, pretty much at the moment with COVID, it's so difficult to um, travel, um, especially when you've got a two weeks in a hotel room and it's just, you can't really um, prepare as such for it. Mm. Um, like it's, it's not as easy as it used to be just jump on a plane and then fly. Um, you've got to get all your decoration, get approval from the government, all that sort of stuff just to come back into Australia. So it's kind of like, oh, it's it's a bit up in the air at the moment. So it's not worth just jumping straight into it. And um, I don't think I'm ready yet anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to get a bit better, uh, a bit stronger, and then we'll, uh, we'll make the move. But not not in the near future. Um, as like golf, you don't need to rush. So, um, yeah, we'll just play it by ear and see what happens. Correct. Uh, Kirsten Rudgley is our guest. We're talking about golf and her journey and what a remarkable year it was. Let's go back to March. You were awarded, along with Grace Kim from New South Wales, the recipient of the Kari Webb Scholarship 2021. I'm sure as a young girl growing up, Kari Webb was uh, the posters on your wall. Uh, yeah, she's a, she's an awesome lady. Like, I haven't met her, but just sending messages on phone and all that sort of stuff, it's been um, been really, really helpful. Um, and especially uh, getting all her... Uh, the way she goes about things and just her explaining it to me, it's just awesome. So, um, yeah, no, to have someone, a mentor like that is, you can't really beat it, really. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, that was a, an awesome achievement as well to get that Curry Web Award. Yeah, it is. I mean, let's let's go through it. It's not just a golfing award. It's a scholarship based on, and it's we're talking uh, to one of the recipients, Kirsten Rudgley, and was uh, awarded back in March of the year. The scholarship is awarded based on performances in the Curry Web Series, the World Amateur Golf Rankings, community work inside and outside of golf, performance and demeanour as an ambassador for golf in Australia and overseas. I mean, you've got to tick a lot of boxes to get that award. I mean, uh, it's incredibly prestigious to have that, to receive that award. You must have done a lot right, and that's not just what you've done on the golf course. Yeah, no, um, I always try to um, help out as soon as I can when I'm back from uh, travel at the juniors and just, um, just I don't know, really. Just I, I, I like to give back because people give to me, so I mm. like to give back, and um, it's the way life is, really. <laughs> you got to, uh, you can't just always take everything. So um, yeah, and obviously my golf's been good that year, uh, this year. So yeah, no, it was. Uh, I didn't really. I wasn't shocked when I won it because I kind of had a feeling in that last round thinking oh I could win this um and I did in the end so it was perfect yeah absolutely now you are a member yes this might have all changed but are you a member of three golf clubs here in Perth yes can you explain why uh well I live in Caramel which is about two minutes from Wanneroo Golf Course so that's uh, perfect (laughs) for me it's half a song (laughs) in the radio (laughs) so um (laughs) And um, I'm a member at June Lup, which is about 15 minutes from me, which is um, awesome because uh, they've helped me out so much there and I can just go out and play whenever I want and that sort of stuff. And then my main club is Mount Lawley. Um, so they've, I've always been a member there. The junior side of golf there is awesome. If you uh, want to get your kids into golf, definitely send them there. Okay, there's um, a huge uh, tick. Is, is that all three? Uh, they're all three very different courses for very different reasons. There's, and, and, you know, you probably, you know, when you're home, you try and hit those courses. But it, it, has that helped you golf for, for the three very different courses and the, and the, the um, uh, challenges they all present? 
Yeah, I think so. Like, it's a different scenery every day. It's not like you're looking at the same place. You get used to one course. I know it sounds strange, but you definitely do. So being able to have the chance to go to three different ones is awesome. Um, and I'm missing uh, meeting different people every time as well. So that's a good that's a good thing. So um, no, I've uh, been pretty grateful with that. So um, yeah, I just plot around and uh, yeah. <laughs> See what course to go to each yeah, day. Yeah, lucky girl. So a couple of uh, <laughs> weeks in quarantine, I'd imagine for someone who likes to get out and about and get their hands dirty and, and play some golf, that would have been frustrating. Um, didn't hang up a sheet or a doona and whack a ball in or putt or, I mean, did you, <laughs> have, did you, have, did you have any room to swing a club? No, there wasn't any room to swing a club at all, but just did, I did a little bit of putting, but you just, um, I know it sounds sad, but you do just get bored in there 24 hours a day. Mm. Um no air. That was the thing that was just the bit that was frustrating me the most. You couldn't get any fresh air. You can't open a window. You can't do anything. So um, it's uh, it's one of them things, and uh, I won't be doing it anytime soon. That's for sure. <laughs> how often did they check in on you? When, when, how many texts did you get, and how many photos did you have to present? Uh, no, didn't have any photos. They oh, wow. ring you on your on your phone, which is in the hotel room. The nurse does. Um, says how you going, all that sort of stuff. Um, got to answer all these questions. Um. But they came in on day one to do a test, day five, and then day 13. Okay. Um, negative, so, negative, but it's just negative. literally, yeah, correct. But uh, I've, had, I've had so many tests while I've been away anyway, because um, all tournaments and all that sort of stuff. So um, the world's changed, that's for sure. It certainly has. <laughs> Kirsten Rudgley, who are your idols on the world golf tour, men or women? Um, to be honest, I probably watched the men more. Um, and I'd go Tommy Fleetwood. He's probably just a relaxed guy and yeah. uh, he goes about his things the right way. So, um, yeah, no, that's, yeah, he's probably my favourite player. So, um, yeah, obviously Kari as well. She's uh, awesome. And uh, to win a few majors, that's even better. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, that's fantastic. And what about a couple of the West Aussie girls who have done some amazing things? Oh, we've spoken to Hannah Green and Minji Lee on the show, of course. Um, they've certainly been flying the flag for some time for WA Golf and, you're yeah. hot on their heels, so uh, you'd love to uh, emulate some of their achievements. Yeah, well, I'm good mates with Hannah, so um, that's good. Um, get on with her. Get on really well with her. So um, it was good to catch up with her at the Open as well. Um, so, no, like I said, it's uh, golf in WA is doing pretty well at the moment, so uh, just got to keep going. Yeah, all been a bit of a roller coaster for you, and I know that it was a tough couple of weeks, as you say, boredom and no air inside uh, quarantine. So when do you hit the course, when do you get out and about, when do you really start to, uh, and as you say, there is no rush and you're, you're not going to lock down anytime soon. So what do you do in regards to golf in, in so the, the, yeah. the, the, four, the, the, the next couple of months? Yeah, just, well, I was meant to go to Dubai in November, but the Asia Pacific, uh, it's an amateur event. Um, but I said to, I was talking to mum and dad about it. I said, oh, I'm not, not really up for it if I've got to do the quarantine again, because the tournament's only four days long and <laughs> I've got to do longer in the quarantine. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, it's just things you've got to think about at the moment. If you go on a long trip, it's more than worth it, but just little trips, well, not little trips, but just short trips, it's not as worth it, if you get what I mean. Um, so yeah, just getting back into it slowly, but, um, I don't just want to jump straight back into it. Um, just been, I still be going to course every day, practicing, but not as hard as I I usually am. So, um, just got to keep going and, uh, 
yeah, we'll see what happens in the future. But <laughs> can I can I <laughs> sense can moment, I can I sure. sense this? And and it might just be today. You know, it might be you you know you, you're somewhat fatigued with what you've just experienced in regards to lockdown and the and the travel and the and the great year that you've had. Do, am I am I sensing? Stand corrected. I'm just a, a tad of lack of enthusiasm right now. Ah, uh, to be honest, I'm uh, pretty tired at the moment. Yeah, but um, yeah. yeah, since I've come out of uh, quarantine, it's actually, I don't know, because I wasn't doing anything in there. And then I'm up on my feet every day now, going here, there and everywhere. Yeah. It's kind of just, I've hit a bit of a brick wall. But, yeah, um, no, you're right. And I can tell you, we've, we've had a, we've got a, a gentleman who comes into our studio, Mick Collis, whose wife Sharon was over at the Olympics as a water polo um technical water polo person for the coverage and she went into quarantine yeah. here for two weeks and when yeah. she arrived home, she just went straight back to bed because she just felt yeah. she wanted yeah. to be around in the environment. She didn't have the enthusiasm. It took her three or four days yeah. to actually start to yeah. want to be part of what she normally did. Yeah, it's actually it's quite tough actually in there. Like it's not just the uh, two weeks. It's quite a mental challenge as well, um, which I didn't realise it was that bad. But um yeah, like I said, not anytime soon, that's for sure. Um, so, yeah, but uh, I'm pretty pretty knackered at the moment, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> well, uh, thank you for coming to the phone to take our call today. Congratulations on what has been a remarkable time overseas. Well done. Congratulations on that thank award. You. I know it's been a couple of months now in your back pocket. But uh, refresh, enjoy being home, enjoy your friends and family and the environment, and I'm sure... Uh, the whatever comes at the end of this year, or more in particular, twenty twenty two, will be will be wonderful. And congratulations on what has been a stellar thank you very much. twelve months. Good on you, Kirsten. Thanks for chatting. See you yeah, later. no, Bye. thank you, Kirsten Rudgley There, of course, and she's coached by Duncan Keg as well. And she's done a remarkable job, as I mentioned. She won the Helen Holmes Scottish Amateur, the English Amateur, qualified for the British Open, and she is a bona fide star of the future. And, yeah, you could just sense that it was all a bit tiring, the whole uh, lockdown for a couple of weeks. And, uh, but it won't be too long before she hits those courses, Mount Lawley, Wanneroo and Joondalup. This is Sporting Goss. We've been talking golf. Yes, the West Coast Eagles, John Walsfold medal tonight at Crown. And I think it's the first time John Warsfold will be there to present the medal, which is great because he's been attached to an AFL club all the other times and been unavailable to attend. But we're putting it out there for you this morning. 0487 736 736 or on our Twitter, if you're on to answer it there, Sporting Goss, and make sure you follow us. Who will win the John Warsfold medal? But not only that, we think it'll be Nick Natanui. You'd be very surprised. We want your top five in order. And the first correct entry or text we get when it's announced tonight will win themselves a wonderful carton of beer thanks to our wonderful supporters of SEN, Gage Roads. 0487 736 736 or our Twitter, Sporting Goss, at Sporting Goss on Twitter if you're there. 0487 736 736. Top five in order. So Nick Natanui and then who? Uh, Steve says Natanui, Gaff, Redden, Shepherd, Darling. Dave says Natanui, Redden, Barris, Kelly, Darling. Unlucky Tom Cole. Let us know. 0487 736 736. You've got to get it in order. The top five of the first correct entry gets themselves a wonderful carton of beer. Thanks to Gage Rhodes. And don't forget, follow us on Twitter. Also follow uh, 
everything on the SEN app as well, and you can download the podcast if you miss anything. Time for a news break now. We're off to get a McCafe coffee. McCafe's new blend. It's coffee fit for an Aussie. On your April Austin, doing a great job in the newsroom. <laughs> we do have a carton of Gage Rhodes beer to give away. Mike says, Natanui, Gaff, Kennedy, Redden and Darling. You can only have one entry, everybody. One to five. So Nat Nui will win it. I don't think there's any doubt about that. The John Morsefold medal we're talking about tonight, over 1,000 people over at Crown. Top five in order and the first correct entry, either texting 0487 736 736 or on our Twitter, Sporting Goss. If you're on a, on Twitter, make sure you give us a follow and spread the love. 0487 736 736. Still to come, Simon Miller. He's got horses racing at Belmont, always gamble responsibly. And, of course, uh, tomorrow at Northam. And some of his big guns are back at the track at Belmont on Saturday. It's starting to get busy, of course, this time of year. Speaking of tracks, Saturday, I'm going to be joined by SEN Tracks' Miles Fitzner to launch finals week with the SN Track community at the Sporting Globe in Belmont. Special guests throughout the day. Miles and I will be running uh, the whole day. Winners, they'll be running the punters club, so... It'll be a lot of fun from about 11.30. $100, you can join in with the food and a drink and a, a, a part of the Punters Club included in your day. To get a ticket, buy it now, sen.com.au forward slash sen track. Or you can text away for a double pass. All you have to do is text this to us, 0487 736 736, sen track 657, and you go in the draw with Mick, Kim, Tim, Brad, Paul, Steve, Mully, Charlie, and Mike. Anyone wants to be a part of that, put yourself in, but you've got to uh, text the words SEN track 657. So that number that we give you, that text number, 0487 736 736. Make sure you save it in your phone. And also 13 So a couple of reasons. SEN track 657, if you want to go in the draw for our wonderful Sporting Globe Day, on Saturday, going to be pumping the Sporting Globe over there in Belmont. Plenty of winners, plenty of fun, food, drink, and, of course, the Punters Club. Or you can go in the draw for our Gage Roads beer, our carton, by texting us in order, the West Coast Eagles Club champion tonight. Nat Nui won, who is two, three, four, and five in order. It's 24 to 12, 19 degrees, Sporting Goss. Welcome back to Sporting Goss, and we are across the road straight after the show because that's where Belmont Park Racing is. We haven't chatted to the Mayor of Subiaco. Now he's moved out. We really call him Simon Miller. Um, and he has joined us now, one of the leading trainers here in WA. Well, the, the neighbourhood's not the same. I don't know where you live now. I think it's Peppermint Grove. Um, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. Don't worry. I'll be back in Subiaco before you know it. Oh, good stuff. Oh, uh, good stuff. Yeah. Right. How's uh, the stable going? keep you as the Mayor <laughs> Stable's good. Getting ready for the, getting ready for the carnival. Yep. Um, so it's not far far off. And when you start to look at the trials each Monday, now you see the the better brigade and the bigger guns getting ready to go. Uh, so you know it's just around the corner. Uh, so what sort of horses do you take to the track today? And you've got Northern tomorrow, of course. Uh, what's the, where do these horses sit in the uh, Simon Miller stable? Probably need to step up if they want to play carnival time, but they're serviceable uh, for now. And then once the big guns come in, they can have a little break and then tail in off the back of off the back of the carnival. So we'll place them well and let them um, just try and accumulate dollars. 
All righty. So let's go to today's racing at Belmont. You're in the maiden in the race three. Uh, this is over 1,300 metres for a horse that's only had the one race start and uh, didn't beat one home called Zero Dawn. Blinkers go on. Uh, that'll definitely help um, going better than what the form suggests, but still probably a prep away mentally from dealing with the game. It's it's a family that takes a lot of time and you've got to hold their hands and her half-sister's uh, in for us later in the day. So um, um, she'll run a much improved uh, run off her first first outing, um, drawn a gate, so she'll get a few things in her favour, just a place chance. Okay, and then as you mentioned, you've got a, a couple of go around in the same race, race six on the program. This one's over 1,200 metres, and that half-sister, of course, is Stella Vista, and you've also got Let's Cut Loose. Not only do you have the two favourites in the race, but you've got the two superstar jockeys of WA, of course, and I talk of William Pike and Chris Parnham aboard. So tell us about Stella Vista first. Stella Vista's uh, a really nice horse who has the engine to play over the carnival but lacks the brain. Um, and so I've just held her hand as long as I can uh, and just small steps with her and she she's done a good job or she did a good job last prep but she's going remarkably better this prep uh, but she still can do a few things wrong so um, you need to take her on trust out there but uh, of the two in that race she's working stronger behind the scenes mm-hmm. um, but that doesn't always correlate to race day performance but uh, she appears she's come back better. Your uh, hard-working Tash Faithful does a lot of work and rides these horses, uh, so has ridden them in trials. Do you do you gauge how a horse is going based on what she will tell you or can you tell from what you visually see? Give our listeners an idea of what, how a trainer and your and your track work team and your, and your trial team gauge a horse's form. So as I mentioned, she's ridden both of these. Has she given you a better push for Stella Vista as opposed to Let's Cut Loose? Um, generally, there's no surprises. I've got a good handle on where they're at before they get to the trials on ability-wise. But, but no doubt, uh, important feedback from her. Uh, just little things, whether we need to, you know, apply some gear or take some gear off heading into a race after a trial, or whether we need to give one another a trial. Uh, her feedback's uh, paramount from that point of view. But. She plays a vital part in the stable, and mm. not only does she do my trials, but she rides track work for me every day. So she's a little ripper, a little pocket rocket. Um, and, uh, you know, I think she's probably leaning towards Stella Vista, but um, that could be from a bias point of view as well, because it's one of her favourite rides in the stable. Yeah, well, she, and she also, one thing for sure, we're talking about Natasha Faithful, who is very much holds her own and you know she has saddle will travel she you know does the Carnarvon she does uh, all the northwest and she she works extremely hard and and she pockets some plenty of good prize money and she just she's one of the form jockeys up through that season this year yeah she's had a great season up north and uh won the cup the other day yeah. so uh, she's not she's not afraid of hard work and i think that's why she gets a lot of lots of lot of winners all righty, let's take uh, a, a trip up to Northam, of course. And as you know, um, I'm the proud owner of the Northam Cup or whatever we won. Um, <laughs> That's nearly 12 months ago. Is that right? <laughs> goes quick, doesn't it? Yeah, well, it, does yeah, go, it is next month. does go quick. I was uh, I got caught for speeding that day as well. Hey, um, uh, my face was my badge. Uh, four Lane goes goes around in the, in the maiden over 1,100 tomorrow. Tell us a bit about the horse Four Lane. Nice horse. Uh, he's got a, a really good engine. Probably just lacks a bit of maturity. Uh, he's still 
a good prep away from hitting his straps. He's found a, a winnable race coming off what was a good trial. So uh, he's not over the line, but but he should run well. But uh, you just want him to have a, an enjoyable day out. That, that breed uh, can take a bit of time and a bit of practice along the way. So from his first trial to his second trial, he, he improved out of sight. I think that was just with the benefit of practice. And then um, I dare say whatever he does tomorrow, he'll improve off that from a race day point of view. Uh, he, they may put him up pretty short because he trialled really good, but he's still there's still that element of risk because he's a bit slow in the uptake, but, but he's a nice horse. Okay, we'll keep it on that one tomorrow. Four lane at Northern. And we mentioned Tash Faithful. Well, she's a Bordeaux born, which goes around uh, in the Iron Jack Northern Cup, 24th of October, Maiden. Yeah, she's. Um, it's nice when I can reward her with some rods. Yep. Uh, and in this case, it's it's another one that's got ability, but uh, he's mentally just a bit fragile. She does a really good job on her at home and throughout the trial. So it was easy to leave her on there, knowing that the horse is a little quirky and, and um, she'll best suit that horse. So I'd love her to win for, for the for the owners, but more so for, for Tash as well, for her hard work she does behind the scenes. I was looking at the form guide uh, recently and I didn't uh, see the horse Savinick in the form guide. Well, it was there, but I didn't realise you trained it. And wow, wow, and didn't it get home? Yeah, shorty Jim, and it was no surprise if she'd raised the bar from last time. But admittedly, if you go back and watch a replay, that ride was a 12 out of 10. Yeah. It, was, it was just a Chris Parnham special. <laughs> special. So uh, I think she's probably our best tomorrow. Uh, and because she she hasn't trained off since that run, so uh, it makes a, a winnable race. Uh, there's a couple of interesting runners in there, but I think for how good she was the other day, um, and she's going equally as good. Uh, hopefully, we can get the same result again. Alrighty, so we'll keep an eye on Savinick. Uh, just touching, just quickly, Son of a God goes around, Excellent Dream goes around. They're, they're uh, nommed for Saturday, of course, uh, in the Nicolopolis Stakes. Uh, how many do you anticipate you'll be taking to the races on Saturday? Just those two, Tim. Yeah, okay. uh, nice. Back out to 1,200 will suit both horses. Uh, just depends how that track's playing. It's been playing pretty mm. leaderish at the moment, mm. so hopefully uh, plays fair and then they'll get... They'll get their chance, but um, you could easily have something on both of them on Saturday, and I think you'll get nice odds, so uh, happy with them. You're up and about. Look forward to the next couple of days, the next uh, three days. Not a huge amount of numbers, but uh, you've got a sneaking suspicion you'll be in the winning enclosure at some stage over the next 72 uh, hours? (laughs) Fingers crossed. Quality, not quantity, Tim. Yes, that's how we uh, operate. And then we start to build momentum towards the carnival. Oh, well, we look forward to chatting to you here on the Sporting Goss and Gostradamus and everything else that's got to do with four legs and <laughs> your training skills. Appreciate your time. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> I love it when he calls me Tim. That is Simon Miller, the Mayor of <laughs> Subiaco. He says it with such authority. This is Sporting Goss with Tim. Wow. Seven away from 12, 20 degrees. Make the most of it. Rain is on the way. And having a look out them hills, it looks like it's coming it's sooner right. rather than later. It's rain. It falls out of the sky. It does too, Homer. Now, tomorrow, 15 degrees and showers, 15 mil of rain. Wow, what does that mean? That means it's going to get wet. That's what it means. Hey, we've been very busy on the text line. And just a last plug for the event that uh, 
I'm involved with with SEN Tracks, Miles Fitzner. He's a typical genius if you don't follow him. <laughs> if you don't follow him, you're crazy. The SEN Track community, we're launching finals week at the Sporting Globe in Belmont on Saturday from 11.30. Special guests through the day, Miles and I will be there just uh, waxing lyrical, running the punters club, lots of winners. 100 bucks, and you can join us for the food and the drink and the punters club entry for the day. Secure your spot now, sen.com.au forward slash SEN track. And we've been throwing it out there by texting through 0487 736 736. All you had to do is text through SEN track 657. Paul from Margaret River, Mike from Pally, Kim of Beldivis, Tim of Wembley, Brad of Bunbury, Paul of Marg, Steve of Eaton, Mully of Millbridge, Charlie of Hocking as well. All righty. Um, Special K, the producer to the star. Is here. Hello. Hello. How did you get back in? I've got to put a lock on that door. All righty. Now, you've got your hat. I do. You've got the AFL record hat. Yeah, I found one in the back AFL room. AFL record. Oh, nothing, nothing wrong with the AFL record. Love the other. There's Kate who runs your sells the AFL record here. They do good work. Oh, do they Great ever? Great work. Do they ever? We're going to be chatting with Ash Brown about the AFL record next week on Gillian Goss. Brilliant. Better sort that out. Yep. <laughs> Do some work, maybe, for Gillian Goss. Yeah. Because it's all about sporting Goss. I know when my bread's buttered. Well, your name is Special K, producer to the star. That's right. And then when Gilly does his four hours a week, we throw an S on the end of it. <laughs> star. Rightio. So, all those people, Kim, Mick, Tim, Brad, Paul, Steve, Mully, Charlie and Mike, if you do not win, we still expect you to see you at the Sporting Globe on Saturday. But you get your ticket to get entry sen.com.au forward slash track and you come up to me and you say, Goss, I am Paul from Mars. I'm Steve from Meaton. I'm Mully from Millbridge. I'm Charlie from Hocking. I'm Mike from Pally. I'm Brad from Bunbury. I'm Kim from Beldivis. I'm Tim from Wembley. He won't be there. And uh, Mick from Bullcrick, <laughs> whoever it may be. Rightio. All right. Drum roll, please. That's a good – we've got to get a drum roll sound effect. We've got a spinning wheel sound effect, don't Have we? Have we got a spinning wheel one? Oh, we won't have one because he won't oh, have it on the wrong Gilly button. Goss one. Yeah. It'll be on the wrong button. <laughs> Too hard basket. Okay. All right. It is on everywhere in here, boys. Spot fires <laughs> all over the place. There's a webcam behind you, so we're looking at it. It's got to be legit. It's legit. Oh, there's paper flying everywhere. <laughs> Out of the hat. He's actually got a hat, an AFL record hat, which our AFL record sellers you wear. Can hear you can hear all the names in the hat. Yep. Here we go. You hear all the names, can you? Rightio. You can the winner. <laughs> Of the double pass to join us at the Sporting Globe in Belmont on Saturday from 11.30. Food, drink, it's a double. So bring a mate, or if you've got no mate, come twice on your own. Idea. Mick from Bull Creek. Yeah! Is the winner of the Sporting Sporting Globe tickets. You'll be your tea, Mickey. From Bull Creek. Do you reckon Alex, who presses the buttons, Pato, mm. good man, really good man. Great fella. Do you reckon he works on a sort of a three-second delay in life? <laughs> <laughs> like, here we are. We've got... Bumping it up, ready to go. Dare. Yes. Yeah, we've got, we've got the announcement, and we go, Mick of Bull Creek, and I can go, yeah, and clap. <laughs> Silence. Crickets. And we get nothing. Still bagels. Look at him, look at him. He's now playing hard. Now he's, oh, Woo-hoo! come on. 
Pick up your dummy, little dummy spit. Nice work by you. Still soaking uh, after the cat's got knocked out. Hey, good on you, Mick. Thank you. See you there. Great man. G'day, Goss. This is from Mark, West Coast Eagles, BNF, Nick, Nat, Gaff, Redden, Cole, Darling. Um, this one from Ryan in Midvale, Nick, Nat, Gaff, Sheed, Kelly and Redden. So, so many elements. If you want to be a part of that, text us through who you think tonight's John Walsfold medal in order, the top five. A beautiful garden. A carton of Gage Rhodes beer up for grabs. Is it, are we going to go with the San Miguel? Yeah. Are we going to go with the San Miguel? San Miguel. Low carb. Pardon? Low carb beer. Is that good? Or lower carb. Yeah, great for you. Yeah, is that good for you, is it? Mm, Still 5%. Beer. There it is. Nice Look at that. He's on it. Right. <laughs> He's on it. <laughs> yeah. He has woken from his slumber. Hey, <laughs> tomorrow, Thursday, what have we got coming up? Plenty. Actually, going to try and get a hold of Jared Schofield, of course, after he's been announced uh, as a, an assistant coach at the West Coast Eagles. So. But I need to speak. Look, I hope my mate, Brett Roseberry, is announced as one of the AFL umpires. I don't know when that's happening, but I think it might be today. Okay. So, Rosie, West Aussie boy, good mate of mine for a long, long time. I think he's done eight grand finals or nine. He's been the best umpire this year again. Yep. If he's in the grand final. Get him on as well. I'll get him on. All right. All right. So, there's two big names. Yep. Tom Randall. Oh, motorsport. <laughs> <laughs> it's too quick now. Yeah, all right, slow down. <laughs> Riley Morgan with some tips. Oh, yeah. Life of Riley. Yeah. All that other good stuff that we normally do. Thanks for coming chat. in twice today. Maybe some Champions League chat. Who? Maybe some Champions League chat. What sport is that? <laughs> what sport are you talking bit of, about? Bit of football. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, Beto. Thank you very much, Special K. We'll be on your radio from 10 o'clock tomorrow. Stay with SEN. Don't forget, download the app. Follow us on the podcast. Reload, re-listen, tell us how much you love us. News time. Love you. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.